Okay, so now it's time to teach you a bit of complexity about text processing. Up till now, we've kind of been ignoring the complexity of text processing. Um, everything that I have been doing, uh, most of what I've been doing is in ASCII, uh, the Latin character set, the character set that, uh, you know, United States, Europe, lots of Western uh, civilizations use this character set. And if you go back to the 1950s and 1960s, they we were happy to have one computer and we didn't care what the character set was as long as what you typed on the keyboard came out on the printer, the internal representation uh, didn't matter. And as the 70s and 80s came along, certainly 70s, we needed some interoperability and so they standardized on a character set, but they standardized on a character set certainly in the West that did not represent anything. And so if you look at this uh, at, at this sheet, basically what it's telling you is for the various characters, um, there's some non-printing characters, white space, non-printing characters, and then here's some printing characters like the AND key, the zero, and then the uppercase characters, and then the lowercase characters, and there's 128 of these possible values. And there are nothing even for Spanish or French in here. And it's also why, by the way, Uppercase lower letters in Latin sort lower than lowercase letters, and we saw that in some of the string stuff. And what these do is it maps and says, okay, um, and a lowercase a maps to the number integer number 97, which in base 16 is uh, 6-1, and in octal it's 141, but in binary this is the, it's 8-bit numbers. And so these are 8 bits, otherwise known as a byte. And they're very efficient, like, you, you know, when you buy a, buy a disk drive, it's megabytes or gigabytes or whatever. That's how many of these kind of characters it can store. But unfortunately, this doesn't work for more complex characters. You can figure out these numbers inside of Python by, um, by using the ORD function. And so you say, what is the ordinal or the numeric representation of the uppercase H, lowercase e, and new line is a character as well. And so like 10 is the ordinal position of new line. And this actually has to do with sorting, so that e, lowercase e, is higher than uppercase h. And that's just because in the simplest of sorts, we just sort them numerically. So new line, if you go back to the previous little sheet, new line is this 10 right here. It's that 10, which is a line feed, and that's a 10. And that's why when we print new line out, we get a 10. And so again, we, in the early days when strings were simple, we just represented them as one byte per character. But the problem is, is that, you know, as we have gotten more complex and in today's modern world, it's simply unacceptable to say that the only thing computers can understand is ASCII. And so this leads to a very, very, from the simplest of character sets to a super complex character set called Unicode, which basically is billions of characters, potential billions of characters um, for every language and every character set. And because there's so much space in Unicode, it's easy to take very small variations of characters and give them a space. It's so large that you can have um, uh, you, you, can you, you can have pretty much any character that you want. So that's Unicode. Um, the problem is, is that if we sent Unicode across the network, it would be way too large. It'd be this UTF-32, which instead of being eight bytes per character would be four bytes per character. And so it would take all of the data that we build and make it four times larger. 
and and it'd be very difficult. And so what they've come up with is ways to compress this. Um, and UTF-16 is this weird thing. UTF-32 is really sort of the full Unicode, pretty much. UTF-16 is a subset of Unicode. It's, it's, it's used in some countries. But the best practice for moving data across the internet or in a file that you're going to move between computers is what's called UTF-8. And so what happens is, is that UTF-32 is fixed length. ASCII, ASCII is one, one byte. UTF-16 is two bytes. UTF-32 is four bytes. And UTF-8 is dynamically, has dynamic length, meaning that it is one to four bytes. And if it's only one byte long, it's perfectly compatible with ASCII, meaning that an ASCII file is also a UTF-8. And so here's this little sheet, and it's not critical that you understand this graph too much, but basically as time passed, 2000 internets coming, 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 now 2014, pretty much overwhelmingly the documents on the internet that you might retrieve are UTF-8. Now, so UTF-8 is the recommended practice, and it's sort of a compression of UTF-8 can represent all the things UTF-32 can represent, it's just a compression of it so that and with an overlap of ASCII, which is awesome. It's what you want. I don't even talk anymore. So in Python, we have always had sort of uh, two ways of representing strings. In Python 2, uh, the normal string was a byte string, was an ASCII string, was a Latin string. And if you wanted to represent Unicode, there was a separate kind of object that we had. And, um, and so you would, you would do that. And um, in Python 3.0 or later, uh, one of the main features of Python 3 was to make Unicode and string the same. So that, that means inside of Python, when you have a string variable, it's a Unicode. Whereas inside of Python 2, it was a byte variable. And so now we have this notion separately in Python 2 and on Python 3 where we have byte variables. And so byte variables are, in effect, an array of bytes. So if there's three ABC, that means it's three bytes. It's three bytes long. Whereas a string might be three, a three character string might be anywhere from three to 12 bytes long. So Python 2 had bytes and strings that were the same. Bytes and strings are the same. And Unicode is weird. And in Python 3, Strings and Unicode are the same, and bytes are weird. Okay, and so that's that's what we've got to deal with. And there'll be times when we get bytes um, from uh, APIs uh, when we call things. We have to then figure out what kind of thing those bytes contain, because the bytes might contain ASCII, they might contain UTF-8, they might contain various things. And so internally, all the strings in Python three are Unicode. Uh, most of the time, if you're inside the program or reading and writing files, we just work. And that's why we haven't mentioned it. But now that we're talking over sockets and we're talking to the sort of random world out there, we have to be a little more aware of the data we're dealing with. Now, the good news is 98% of the time or 95% of the time, um, it's UTF-8, which might also include ASCII. And so it's quite nice. But we have to, we have to be aware of this. And so... If we are going to take data that comes off of the network in the bytes, then we have to make sure that we interpret it or decode it 
and in the right way so that internally the strings which are Unicode are properly represented. And so that's why when we read data in from a network connection like a socket, we have to say, hey, decode it. Now there's a couple things going on at that moment of decode. Um, and so this is where we're doing it. We see this, we, we have to manage this in this code where we, before we send this stuff, we're going to encode it, which takes uh, a Unicode string and turns it into UTF-8 bytes. There's actually a parameter here that you could do it different than UTF-8, but no one ever does. You might have to for certain situations, but so that says that we're going to encode this into UTF-8 before we send it. And then when we get something back, before we print it, we're going to decode it. And that's how this ends up working out. Um, and if you look at the documentation, you will see that sometimes it says it's a string or it's bytes. And so, uh, so the, you, you take a byte array and you decode it to get a string and you take a string and encode it to get a byte array. And so that's what we're doing. So you can think of the process as this way. And that is um, the network has these UTF-8 mostly UTF-8 resources, not ASCII. Um, if it's ASCII, it's okay. So you read with the receive. So this receive here pulls data, or well, let's, we have a Unicode string. We're gonna, let's start with the send. So up here, we have a Unicode string. That's a Unicode string, even though there's no special characters in it, no Asian characters or French characters. That's a, that's a, that's a Unicode string. And before we can send it, we have to send it in UTF-8. If that was, if that had Asian characters, it'd be okay because, and that would be set up just right so that the UTF-8 would be right. So we encode it first, and that's the CMD. This is now bytes, okay? CMD is bytes, and then we actually send the bytes, and that goes across the network. We get back our thing, and we receive, and we receive into data. Well, data is bytes, not string. It's bytes. We can say how big it is, Functions kind of like a string and it has len, except that it is one byte per character, which means some of it might be UTF-8. And then all we have to do is say decode. Again, you could, if you were dealing with a situation where you weren't expecting it to typically be UTF-8 or ASCII, you could tell it UTF-16 or something and it's more complex, but the simple thing is to just say, I'm gonna clean up my data on the way in, I'm gonna clean it up by running it through decode and I'm gonna encode stuff on the way out. And so sockets are the place where this comes into play. And so you'll see, we'll always do this encode and decode every time we're sending data kind of outside of Python and inside of Python. So now that we've talked a little bit about character sets, we're going to make this even easier um, so you don't have to use sockets. We're gonna, URL lib is a bit of Python uh, code in the library that does all the socket stuff for you.